Earl the Lonely Beaver, a so powerful parable by Dana Buck. Is not wisdom found among the aged? Does not long life bring understanding? Job 12, verse 12. Please enjoy Earl the Lonely Beaver, a charming tale about the importance of mentorship and friendship between the young and the not so young. Earl, the Lonely Beaver, a so powerful parable by Dana Buck. What a pretty little woodland spreads out before our eyes. The trees dance in the wind, white filmy clouds roll across the sky. The hillside slopes so gently to the quiet valley floor, where sparkling brooks and streams run free till into ponds they pour. These pools of crystal water, they are here by grand design. Home to birds and frogs and fish, they shimmer and they shine. The author of this wetland world, the master woodland weaver, the builder of this dirty dam, meet Earl, the lonely beaver. As beavers go, he's fairly old. This is his 15th summer. With his wisdom and experience, he's the senior woodland plumber. He sired and raised his family, seen his children come and go, all with his wife named Florence, but he always called her Flo. He lost his precious Flo last fall, and that thought still makes him wince. Without his wife or children, he's lived alone here ever since. Where once they laughed and splashed and played, now with his loved ones gone, he mostly works upon his dam, which makes and fills his pond. One day is like another when you're a sad and lonely griever. Have you found you've ever felt like that? Well, it's the same if you're a beaver. So the summer task he works upon, the job that keeps him busy, is cutting saplings for his dam. He chews until he's silly. He cuts each pole and strips the leaves, then works to drag it back, to place it high upon his pile. It's a quite impressive stack. It's far more wood than he can use. It's cut, it's stacked, it's dried. For work's the only thing he has to keep him occupied. And when the day fades into night at home, he's a lonely lodger. It's sad to think old Earl's become just another crotchety codger. Then one morning he emerges, climbing quickly from the lodge for another day of cutting poles and painful thoughts to dodge. He waddles to a likely tree and quickly moves to chewing. But this day is going to take a turn for a little drama's brewing. He drags his latest sapling to increase his inventory and sees his pile is near half gone. He exclaims, now what's the story? Someone's come and grabbed his poles. There's footprints in the clay. I know my stack didn't suddenly grow legs and walk away. His anger brought his blood to boil, his temper hotly burned. He decided he would lay a trap and await the thief's return. He settled in a hiding place where only eyeballs showed. How dare someone remove his poles? How dare they steal his load? His stealth was soon rewarded by a noise beyond the bushes. He watched as through the plants and vines a lone young beaver pushes. The youngster walked up to the poles and grabbed one with his paw. Earl sprang out from his hiding place, shouting, Stop, you thief! Aha! The little beaver froze in fear at this angry apparition. 
He'd have likely died right then and there if he'd had a heart condition. Earl was panting in his rage. He faced his thieving foe. Move just one muscle, my young friend, and we'll really have a go. The boy, still scared and startled, said, Hey, hey, mister, what's the beef? I'll tell you what's the beef, said Earl. The beef is you're a thief. You snuck here from another pond and took my hard-won wood. I don't know why I'm talking when I should just thrash you good. It's your wood, the young beaver said. Oh, gosh, I I didn't know. My dad told me to gather poles for his dam there down below. I saw this wood and just assumed it was open for the taking. I didn't mean to steal them. Honest, mister, I'm not faking. Did you miss the marks of teeth? said Earl. They're as plain as a country mile. Did you think they just fell from the trees into this perfect pile? I I, I guess I wasn't thinking, the boy said through a cracking voice. I, I was trying to obey my father. At these words, his eyes grew moist. I try so hard to please him ever since I was a pup, but I never seemed to make it, never seemed to measure up. So when I saw this stack of poles towering right above me, I thought that if I brought them home, perhaps my dad would love me. As he saw the youngster's anguish, Earl felt his anger ebb, for the boy seemed sad and helpless like a fly in a spider's web. So Earl's heart began to soften, that heart so dry and crusty. He asked the youngster, what's your name? Through his tears, he choked out, Rusty. Earl said, well, no real harm's been done. Past my needs, this pile has grown. Help yourself, he winked and said, "Uh, we'll just call it a loan. Rusty cried, you really mean it? Earl smiled and bobbed his head and Rusty grinned and grabbed a pole, and towards home he quickly sped. Just as he reached the bushes, he stopped and did a spin. Hey, sir, would it be fine with you if I visit you again? And in that golden moment, Earl thought of his daughters and sons. He smiles and says, why, sure, young man. Rusty grins, and off he runs. In the days and weeks and months to come, Rusty came to visit often. And with each trip, old Earl could feel his cold heart melt and soften. He showed young Rusty how to dam, a creek to make a pond, and where to find the choicest stones and how to weave in sticks and fronds. Earl taught him how to make a lodge and keep it warm and dry, how to know the changing seasons just by watching trees and sky. As Rusty gains the knowledge that Earl so freely lends, they become much more than neighbors. They become the best of friends. Then one day, Earl had a visit. By now, these were never a bother. But this time, it wasn't Rusty. It was a visit from Rusty's father. I'm really glad to meet you, Rusty's dad pronounced Earl. I meant to come for quite some time. Seems you're the source of wisdom's pearls. My son is just enamored with your guidance and your teaching. I'm so impressed to see in him new heights he has been reaching. The timing has been perfect for your influence to enter. You've been much more than a friend to him. You've been an older, wiser mentor. Earl was touched to hear these words. It was such a nice surprise. But he could sense there was something more. He saw pain behind those eyes. 
You see, I've had a troubled time connecting with my son. I know I can be hard and tough, and that's how my dad got it done. But sometimes I see in Rusty, he needs more than I'm capable of. Compassion, my approval, and most of all, unconditional love. As one father to another, I need someone to center me. I guess what I'm really asking is, as a dad, would you mentor me? Earl just smiled and nodded. Something new had just begun. He thought his days of usefulness were long over and done. Yet here he'd found new meaning, a new truth he had been shown. When you invest in someone else's life, you just enrich your own. Well, it seems Earl's been adopted as the months and years rolled by. He saw Rusty grow up straight and strong, the pride of his father's eye. For Earl and Rusty's father are now both true believers. They know you get what you freely give. They're pretty smart for beavers. And Earl loves his new persona. It's the best one in the world. For he's no longer the lonely beaver. He now goes by Uncle Earl. If there were ever two groups of people who needed each other in this world, it's the young and the old. What a resource of wisdom and experience are those who have earned the wrinkles of life. It really doesn't matter how old we are, there's always someone entering a stage of life behind us who could benefit from our experience, insights, and advice. And no matter how old we are, there will always be someone ahead of us plowing the rows of life who we can learn from. The joy of mentorship works both directions, giving and receiving. In the same way a ship's captain seeks an experienced navigator to help direct them through uncertain waters, so it is wise for us to seek relationships with those who have navigated life before us. And what an energizing affirmation of life it is for us to offer the blessings of mentorship to another. So, seek to be mentored and seek to be a mentor. By doing so, you'll experience the fullness of life the gift of mentorship brings. <laughs>